On this episode of the Just Not Giving Up podcast, we have another special guest. He graduated from Harvard in 2016 with a degree in economics. He was the former CEO of AI company Paladine Analytics and is currently the CEO of Genesis AI. Press outlets such as New York Post and Yahoo Finance have recognized his achievements. Coming right up is Mr. Archie Cheshvili. Thank you Aditi, glad to be here. So Archie, since you are an Ivy League graduate, can you describe your journey as an international student to Harvard University? For sure. So uh, I grew up in Eastern Europe, uh, Republic of Georgia, and uh, it's that time when I was uh, was in Georgia. We had lots of problems. Uh, education was uh, very low quality. Healthcare system was. Uh, also very low quality there was corruption uh, there was no basic infrastructure poverty and uh, many other problems especially related to crime and uh, most of these problems had to do with uh, government's inability to make policies that will help the country to go forward when it comes to economic policies or actually managing different uh, institutions in Georgia government was doing very very poor poor job and had to do it to a large degree with lack of education of politicians and government people themselves so i you know uh, inspired by solving this problem i started to look for places which would give me the best education to empower me to make changes in my country then i looked around i looked uh, to things on the uh, asia i looked uh, in europe uh, in us and i discovered that us had uh, all the best schools then i did everything and was help of uh, friends teachers uh, god and so on i managed to um study at one of the universities in us and since then it has been lots of fun that actually sounds great so archie please tell our listeners about your company genesis ai So Genesis AI, I'll tell a brief story about how we got started. So when I was working on uh, my previous AI company, we discovered uh, something that's the biggest problem in the artificial intelligence space. So so there are all these AI models that exist in the internet on GitHub or under the small or large companies and they're operating in a closed environment there's no connectivity among these AI tools and lack of connectivity this is the biggest problem that stands between AI innovation and where AI is right now. It's the biggest barricade. Uh, it's the biggest reason why AI innovation is not uh, reaching its full potential when it comes to how fast it's uh, moving the AI industry forward. And we decided to solve this problem by building a marketplace that allows connectivity among these AI tools. Uh, basically, it's a, it's a, we call it two names. So the first one is protocol, which is more tied to the infrastructure. AI tools are very hard to communicate. It's really hard to make them more communicate with each other because they have different types of uh, ways of providing data and, and uh, accepting data right for example speech recognition model can not accept uh, 
um, data in uh, um, text formats, right? It needs to be in audio format, but natural language processing model, for example, and text translation model needs to receive data in text format, right? So how do you connect these two very different AI tools with each other? We spend lots of time researching this problem. And now I think uh, we have uh, pretty good solution on to allow connectivity among these AI tools. And the most interesting thing here is when you connect to lots of different AI tools with each other, you improve accuracy rate of each of these tools. And at the same time, you improve accuracy rate and functionality of the whole ecosystem. That's wonderful. So uh, what are the future goals of your firm? So uh, moving forward, we would like to focus on two major things. So the first one is adding a lot more AI tools. So currently we have around 35 AI tools on our platform. Some of them are proprietary developed by us. Some of them are provided by our AI third-party partners. Some of them are taken from the internet, from GitHub and so on. The goal is to uh, substantially increase this number. More AI tools we have, more use case needs we can meet. More AI tools we have, more accurate each of these AI tools potentially can become. And this will be very empowering for the, all of our users and for the AI ecosystem as a whole. And the second part is about the depth, right? We're talking about providing groundbreaking and revolutionary AI tools, ranging from deep fake detection to helping investors to understand the market dynamics, especially this time when market has not been done doing so well in the last few weeks, especially. And uh, so these are sort of our short-term, uh, more of a short-term goals. Our longer-term goals are to uh, build uh, something similar to human brain. This ecosystem, AI is a sort of meta model, the sort of uh, father of all models that can delegate tasks based on its understanding of each of the model's strengths and weaknesses. Simple example here is, uh, for example, uh, French, uh, uh, speech translation, right? You can have three languages here, translation, you can have speech recognition, and then you can have natural language processing, right? So uh, this is just, just a simple example of delegations that's going to happen. And the second part here is, uh, which is also a big characteristic of uh, the human brain is uh, um, different parts competing with each other. For example, when I see ice cream in front of me, there are two parts of my brain for simplicity. Uh, that are compute, competing, right? So the first one is more of a sort of animalistic side of me, which tells me, okay, eat it, sugar is good, it's going to be sweet, you're going to like it, and so on. And the second part is more of a rational me that's telling me it's probably too many calories, it's probably going to not be good for my health in the long term, so do not do it. And there's a competition between these two parts. And uh, because of this competition, we are able to do very, very complex things uh, that uh, many other degrees of, uh, many other types of uh, 
basically it's very very hard for animals to do something similar that we do because of this competition that's happening between two parts of our brain so we want to do something similar where different ai tools going to compete with each other or be contrarian with each other we think that's going to help us a lot to increase accuracy rate of these ai tools and are there any major obstacles to groundbreaking ai research Yes, yeah, so there are, there are, I would say, two major opticals on a very high level. So the first one is cost of computation power. So AI models, and I would say, and second one is availability of good data, right? And I would say that cost of computation actually is much bigger problems these days than availability of data. Because if you think about, there are actually lots of data out there in the internet, for example, you can collect billions and billions of uh, uh, articles and uh, now billions and billions of sentences online, right? So there's really no problem with having enough text data or even speech data. So there are probably billions of hours of speech data provided in the internet. Same thing with images and every other major AI use case. So availability of data is not as big of a problem. It still is because most of these data are not structured in a super easy way for us to use it for AI or they are not organized in a way, right? For example, it can be super broad whilst we might want data specifically for, for example, financial markets, right? For example, audio files that are only related to the financial markets. It's a little bit harder to find. So lack of data or bad structuring of this data, it's one big problem, but much bigger problem is computation power. It's really still very expensive, no matter how much Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and Amazon is going to talk about, oh, we are bringing down cost of computation and so on, and oh, look at our, check out our cloud solutions it's still very expensive. Everyone who has trained AI model on a large amount of data knows that this can range from thousands of dollars to some of the companies are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on that. Uh, so it's really, that's one reason why sometimes only large companies like Google, Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon are able to do very large scale AI projects. And uh, are there any industries where you believe AI is especially useful? Like, how do you rank the countries on their AI development? Yes, uh, so in terms of use case, uh, I would say the most interesting use case is in digital advertising and financial uh, analysis specifically analyzing stocks bonds and so on so to talk about digital advertising so ai is used and can be used in few major ways so the first one is personalization right each of us are different you can if you are able to study each person's psychological profiles his personality types and then personalize 
each ads creatives a text and images displays based on that so that can be completely revolutionary right so for example i'm an extrovert so if i see uh, an ad of athletic shoes uh, which shows an image of me running around with my friends i will be more inclined also go to buy that shoes versus if i'm shown an ad where i'm running alone right it's just like probably like i would be like twice more likely to buy the ad in the buy the uh, shoes uh, from the ad in the first place so this is just one example of how personalizing based on personality types can be can be especially helpful and this is where ai is coming in both in terms of making predictions about who has what type of tendencies whether someone's extrovert or not and second one is actually designing this creative based on uh, based on attributes into ai model learned second part of it is uh, understanding uh, connecting different types of data with each other right for example we have most of the digital companies they have google ads data facebook ads data google analytics data and this goes on and on and on and there's really lack of connectivity among this there's lots of duplicated results so connecting all these data points in a way that it can boost understanding for each of these models right for example if somehow you are able to feed google ads data to your facebook right that can technically boost how much data Facebook gets by 2x, right? If you're spending for the same amount, so say so. And uh, to talk about, about which country is leading in artificial intelligence. So right now, US is a clear leader. China is catching up, but because human capital, the best AI human capital is in US, US is probably going to stay the leader for next, uh, at least next like 50 years. Uh, human, US has the best uh, incentive structure to attract the best human capital. So moving forward, they'll be attracting more and better and better human capital. And there are already is one of the top engineers and researchers are in the US. Advantage that China has is much in China, people are uh, much more okay to give up uh, their data. So companies in China have a lot more data and also because of population, a lot more data than in the US. But uh, after, so once you have, let's say around 1 billion data points, adding another billion data points doesn't make a huge difference. This marginal increase doesn't bring the same improvements in accuracy rate once you already have lots of data versus initially, right? So I think the results China has more data. This is not going to be a major way how they can win because both US and China has lots of data. China has just more data which at this stage when you already have lots of data is not as meaningful. Those were really amazing facts. Like uh, that would really help our listeners uh, get the ground reality of AI. So, can you tell us about your experience at the world's largest hedge fund? Yes, uh, so I was working at uh, Bridgewater Associates, uh, 
where I was doing investing and trading analysis. And it was absolutely great experience. It was very unique time to be in the market. It was time when China's stock market went down around 40%. Greece almost defaulted on its bonds. And there were many other interesting events happening at the time. And Bridgewater was absolutely great in terms of the machine, investment machine is super interesting. They are able to collect lots of data points from different places and synthesize everything and then make predictions about about the market and uh, Bridgewater is also this was place where my interest in artificial intelligence started is what sparked my interest and what inspired me uh, to get into artificial intelligence and uh, markets financial markets in general is amazing place where we can apply AI and uh, I think lots of lots of interesting components coming up in the next few years who can do probably as good of a job in uh, predicting uh, future practical assets that uh, humans are doing right now. Great. So uh, this is my final question. What is your best tip for people who are starting their career in AI technologies? Yes, yeah, so uh, my my advice will be if a person knows that oh, I want to definitely do AI, uh, then uh, the best way to become good at it is to uh, improve there are two to few things, right? So first one is there's a quantitative reasoning abilities. AI on itself, artificial intelligence, machine learning, sophisticated statistical model, right? So becoming better at statistics, mathematics, and so on, just like science subjects, that will be super helpful. And the second second thing is just keeping up to date on the latest research in the field. There is huge innovation in different areas ranging from text completion to translation to speech recognition and so on. Some of the technologies are actually approaching human level accuracy rates. So being up to date on this research and trying to go as deep as possible so that you can become sort of an expert in one of the or two of these applications that will be super interesting as well uh, and searching i would say is just uh, do as many ai projects as uh, possible uh, especially uh, do ai projects on the original data right or on something that people have not really done uh, anything on because uh, if you can look in the internet and find that what you are doing uh, someone else did it exactly right then it becomes much easier for you to replicate it but if you're doing something completely original it's like 10 times harder and all the sequel more difficult and more challenging something you are doing is more you learn uh, we learned this uh, it was a pretty tough lesson uh, at Harvard, for example, that some of the biggest knowledge I got were from classes where I struggled the most. Uh, so uh, the three advice I would give. That was a great advice. So uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Just Not Giving Up podcast. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to help yourself start a business in AI. Please share this episode with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at at the rate just not giving up. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone.